Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second season of For the Love of Books podcast, featuring Indian small press authors and their events with host Emma Polova. Today, I will be chatting with author Virginia Johnson about her book, The Blood of Abigail, which is a story of demons and humans. At the end of the interview, Virginia will announce the details of her book giveaway of The Blood of Abigail. Virginia Johnson has been writing for several years. She lives in Minnesota with her two kids, six cats, and two dogs. Aside from writing, Virginia owns and operates Anytime Author Promotions. Virginia and AAP have successfully hosted 12 book signings nationwide with focus on destination venues and popular regional cities. Hello, Virginia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's great to have you on the show. Let's talk about your book first. What inspired The Blood of Abigail? The Blood of Abigail? What inspired it? Um, Actually, the song Traveling Soldier from Dixie Chicks inspired it, Um, which is basically about a guy who goes off to um, the army and he doesn't return. And uh, this poor girl that fell in love with him through letters, uh, basically didn't get the chance to actually have that relationship. And that's really what the whole song was about. And I was listening to it as I was writing and um, the bloody Abigail actually, I wrote in like 48 hours. It was a quick, I banged the whole book out really quickly. And uh, it was inspired by the song um, that in the afterlife, um, you know, what would be the odds of that person being able to locate the human again? Um, and going back into those times of what if the relationship, you know, what if they cross paths later on in life? And, you know, he died before he could actually get to her. And she basically lived a life where she, you know, mourned him and uh, turned out to be the princess of hell um, and had to come back from that. So I, I wrote the book. <laughs> wow. You wrote the book in 48 hours. How did you do that? Tell our listeners how... How can you write a book in 48 hours? Was it already in your head? Um, I No, I'm a pantser. I'm not a, a plot writer. Um, okay. I don't sit down and jot it all down. I couldn't tell you the end of a book when I start writing it. I have no okay. idea what's going to happen. Um, I never have. And I'm not a huge fan of, you know, $100,000 or 100,000 word books. I, I'm much... Like, if you can keep it under 50,000, I'm a happier camper. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sure. this one, I think... 30,000 ish. Um, but it was a sequel to another one, but it's a standalone. So it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, I just sat down one day and I just, I wrote from morning to night and I had it ready and at my editor by that night and I had it published two days later. So what was the feedback? What kind of a feedback did you get? I got, I got really good feedback from it. I mean, the book itself is different than anything else. I mean, normally I never wanted to do the I mean, I did the paranormal thing. So I did the vampire, mm-hmm. um, but I did vampire and ghosts where the ghost was actually more the um, primary um, part, you know, part of the story. She was the main character and the vampire was more that secondary. Um, and then I was wondering like, what would happen if I, you know, nobody really writes ghosts and humans. Like, how do you have that kind of encounter and relationship? And, and I wrote um, always never, which was the ghost and, and human um, and then the blood of Abigail spawned from Always Never, which then became the Reaper, and 
the human and the demon and how it was all about collecting the soul and how they would run into each other. So really it was taking ideas of characters from the first book and just pretty much wrote itself. I mean, the, the book itself is, is different from anything else I've ever written. So. Oh, wow. Sounds exciting. And I had a coworker named Abigail that wanted to be in a book. So I made her a demon. It was great. <laughs> so can you describe these two major characters, the main character, Abigail, and the supporting one, Timothy, correct? Correct. Yep. Okay. Can you kind of um, so Abigail is basically, like I said, she reigns in hell. Um, she has very little emotion left. Like she's been completely disconnected from earth on purpose. Like she does not enjoy human, um, emotion. Um, and the more time she spends on earth versus in hell, um, a lot of that comes back and, uh, she does not like to spend time for that reason. She does not want to feel uh -huh. the emotional connection to, you know, the human uh -huh. side that she had, uh -huh. um, Timothy, on the other hand, was very, he's, I don't know, uh, he is basically does anything he can to get under Abigail's skin. Okay. Um, he will take his time knowing that she's got to spend time up here and it's got to be torture on her. He's, um, he goes out of his way to be, you know, everything's sarcastic and everything's a, mm -hmm. um, you know, just a way to get back at her somehow because of the interactions they've had in the past and how, you know she won't you know she's in his way of doing his job so he takes longer to do it and it's basically it's just the way that they go back and forth um it's it's got a lot of humor in it a lot of back and forth banter but you can tell that they're you know they're, there's some connection there okay so is he the villain in this story or who's the bad guy um i would, i would probably god the bad guy um there, there is a bad guy because there's, I mean, there's more to it. So really the bad guy is um, the disconnect between the, the, the two main characters. Because really the whole point in her going out there is to collect a soul that was supposed to be okay. delivered already. And it never was. And his job was to deliver it and then collect it. So he's a reaper and, and he wasn't collecting it and he wasn't mm -hmm. giving it to her and she couldn't take it herself. Um, okay. So it, it, there's no bad guy per se, but it's really all about how does he, like, how does he get back what he was looking for? Because he wants that emotional part of being human again, and she want, is trying to avoid it at all costs. And okay. really, as you go through the book, you start to figure out how, how far back, like I said, in that traveling soldier kind of song, you know, where you know, he, he was the guy she was waiting for before she died. And he was the guy that she'd grown this connection to. And that was what was stopping him from crossing and moving on. And that was basically keeping her in hell. So she didn't have to feel that pain again. And so, but they didn't know it because they never had really met. They only met online. They didn't know what each other looked like. They'd never, like they just exchanged basic emails. Okay. Um, due to a miss, it was basically a missent email and she continued to, to, to talk to him and build this relationship. And then he died. He stopped responding. And she thought for years it was because he didn't like her anymore. Okay. And he'd actually, you know, died in the army and, uh, turns out later on, they start to kind of put it all together and how it's her, her blood is the, the thing that is holding him here. And it was all about the blood of Abigail and she starts to figure it out before he even knows. So. Okay, so is there a definite love story in this? 
what is the genre? Give us the genre of the majority of the books. Paranormal the romance. Paranormal romance. Okay, so mm -hmm. we do have a romance here. Yeah, because, I mean, you start to, the, to figure out the two of them mm -hmm. would belong together, um, whether they like each other or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why did you pick the specific genre, paranormal romance, or did the genre pick you? Um, yeah, I, well, I started in dark, dark romance, um, in more the erotica sex trafficking, um, was my first book. Okay. And, uh, then I went to horror, um, and I spent a lot of time with the female serial killer. And then, uh, I decided I wanted to try something different. And, um, the, the ghost thing really appealed to me and I thought I could give it a different, um, basically just a different look at the genre itself. You know, it's not just about vampires and shifters because I don't like I'm not personally a big shifter fan. I'm not a big werewolf fan. Um, okay. I'm, I, I don't mind vampires. I get that, you know, people can live at night. I get that. Um, they can drink blood, I guess. I just can't picture a human turning into a animal. So I'm not going to write that, but I do believe that there's ghosts and I do believe that there's, you know, um, a higher power keeping people tied to different things on, in, in our plane. And I thought, well, what would they be doing? Like, what's their point? What would be their purpose in being, I don't know, on earth? And why do they haunt us? And why are they around? And that's how I ended up in the paranormal genre. Okay, I'm gonna read a passage and we're gonna talk about that. I was running out of time. The secrets that I buried were my weakness and Timothy was more than prepared to destroy me with anything that he could uncover. He had the ability, the strength, and the time to do it. What he didn't have was the one thing that would fix everything he's been chasing, the blood of Abigail. He needed my blood. I like that, that's excellent. Let's talk about that. What kind of secrets? Um, so she, so Abigail originally was um, one of the Salem witch trial. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, she basically was um, executed uh, due to a jealous friend. Um, okay. Because back then, all you had to do was have enough, you know, all you had to have is a little bit of power and, or, and uh, you know, an excuse, Hi. and they were being, you know, executed. And mm -hmm. um, that really was the part that, you know, um, that triggered a long time, a four year, you know, 400 years worth of, um, like, uh, like uh, a spell type of thing, uh, you know, basically holding the ghost here. She was held to the planet because of that jealousy and because of that rage. And um, at the same time, when she did back end up back in Earth, mm -hmm. uh, that's when she, of course, fell in love with this guy on the internet. And then she was okay. back to hell or went back to hell um, with the knowledge that he had died. Well, that's what was also keeping him here. Mm -hmm. And in order to suffice the two, um, you know, he needed her blood to end both of their, their spells, because that was the only way they were going to suffice the demon that was holding them both on earth. So, yeah. um, but it was, he didn't really put two and two together that she was the one he oh, had left okay. behind. Like that was the reason he was still in like staying on earth as a ghost and had no intentions of going either direction, but he needed the blood, her blood, to basically break that spell and allow him back out of purgatory or limbo or whatever it might be and move on. 
and uh, their blood, her blood actually both, it gave them both the ability to be human um, and live that life that they were never allowed to have. So Excellent. it took a turn in the end, but it worked out. So it was whether or not he could get it in time and whether or not she would be available. Right. As long as it works out, right? Right. Yeah. That's where we like to go. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about AAP. Tell yes. us the most interesting thing that has ever happened to you at one of these cool AAP destination venues. Some of them are held at a jail, I understand. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about, I mean, these destinations and I mean, cool stuff must be happening there. Well, yeah. Um, so I, we started doing these in Tampa was my very first one in 2016, I think. Um, from there, we added Michigan. Um, mm -hmm. And then we decided to try destination themes. So we did the Stanley Hotel, um, which was, of course, for The Shining, the inspiration for The Shining. The Shining. Um, and we did Mansfield Prison, um, which was uh, where Shawshank Redemption was filmed. Um, oh, okay. That, and that was a closed prison. Um, coming up we have oh we did the louisville uh where we went to the waverly oh okay uh, we also have the hillview manor in pennsylvania coming up that's a mm -hmm. very active haunted area and we're actually in the patient rooms like that's where our, the authors are actually um have their tables is in patient rooms have you so experienced any i mean sightings or ghosts um, or voices I'm always one of the skeptical ones, but I only had two things I can say I went, I like stopped and went, okay, that was weird. The first one was um, in Mansfield, I was walking, I was on my phone, I was taking different pictures and doing something and I had this, I heard somebody on the side of me and it said, you're all, you're alone. And I was like, I'm not alone. And I looked and the whole group had stopped behind me and all of my friends were all the way at the other end of the hall. And I was like, shit, I am alone. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was alone and I, I was like, okay, that was a little awkward. I ran up and caught up and that was it. Uh, didn't have anything after that. Um, and then when we were at the Waverly um, huh? Asylum, we went to the fifth floor, which is where the nurse was found um, hanging. Uh -huh. As soon as I got up there, I just didn't feel right. I mean, I had stomach cramps and I, I just... It, felt really weird. And I even asked one of the authors, I was like, I don't feel right. Like I got really bad cramps. Like things aren't good. And um, she's like, well, if you want to go back down, you know, I'm sure Joe or whatever, will walk you down. And I was like, I'll, I'll hang out up here and look around. So I kept looking. And then they told the story of the nurse. And the thing that none of us knew is she was actually pregnant and they tore the baby from her as she was hung. Oh my goodness. And I had no clue. And then as soon as I left the fifth floor, my cramps went away and everything was fine. I felt fine. <laughs> oh, so, lots of stories there. Those are the only two things I've had any, um, you know, other people have had things happen. I huh? didn't really, uh, just those two things. And I was like, okay, that was a little weird. Um, but we've got lots more. I've got West Virginia State Penitentiary, which is also haunted. Okay. Uh -huh. That's coming up here. Um, oh, we've wow. gone back to Waverly. So we're trying to find a little bit everything that we can find to make it a little more interesting and a little... Huh? more fun for authors and readers yeah. to go to versus just a hotel in the middle of a city. Yeah, sounds like fun. Why did you decide to add Michigan to your portfolio of destinations? 
So we have two that we picked up for the reasons of there were big events nearby that mm-hmm. stopped hosting events. And okay. instead of trying to buy out that event, we started our own. So where the Glass City event, which was held in Toledo, mm-hmm. um, they stopped hosting it. We picked it up in Ann Arbor, which is just across the border in Michigan. Right. Um, and do Dreaming Dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so we picked up a lot of the Glass City authors and made okay. that attempt. Um, mid, uh, what is the other one? The Mayhem one, Midwest, May- Mayhem and Midwest, that one um, is also that picks up in the, the Michigan authors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Kansas City. Um, after Kinky in Kansas City stopped hosting their event, we put up Flirty in Kansas City and basically just gave authors and, and uh, readers the chance to attend a book signing. Um, and we're not. The thing that separates us from other book signings is that we don't care how many followers you have. I don't care how many books you've got out. I don't care what your Google reviews look like. I don't, I don't care. Um, if you sign up, you will be invited. Um, and that's different. A lot of people, a lot of new authors never get a chance to go to these events because they're not big. They're not well known. And I didn't think that was fair when I started my company. And they have not turned anybody away. So how can authors get on your events um they can go to anytime um under the book signing tab um and it has a whole list of all of our events um including our our big ones our 2023 ones so we've got one in graceland and um mm-hmm. salem um right now salem does have a wait list um it's not a very long one for our sunday event but it has over 400 authors signed up right okay. now Mm-hmm. Um, so Sunday we'll still have room for more authors. Um, and then Graceland, of course, we still have room on too. So, but those are our big ones. Um, and then all the other ones are all on the website. So it's just anytimeauthorpromotions.com. So you accept authors of any genre to yep. any of your events. Absolutely. You can oh. write kids and be in a horror venue. I don't care. You can be a horror author at our flirty event. I, I, it, okay. I'm not here to determine whether or not you can have fun or not. That's, right. that's, um, I just, I wanted to put that back into the author's hands. I wanted to give okay. them that right. Because as a new author, you pray, you just, you submit an interest form and then you hope. Mm-hmm. And True. I don't think that's fair. I just think if you want to be part of an event, you're never going to be if somebody doesn't give you that chance. And I'm, my whole point in that business is to give you a chance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what are the major takeaways from your book, The Blood of Abigail? I would say the major takeaways is, I would say don't, don't overlook um, your past. Like mm-hmm. just because it happened in the past and it hurt doesn't mean that it's not going to bring good things in the future. Yeah. You know, don't, um, don't forget um, because that's going to be your biggest thing. Don't, even though it hurt, don't forget about it because it can cause more pain later. And the distraction itself is just not, not worth it in the end. Um, I would say that's probably the biggest takeaway, which is, you know, just don't forget it. Don't allow yourself to move past. It's okay to move past it and forgive, but don't forget. Um, because then you'll overlook things that are bright in the future. I agree. Okay. Virginia, would you like to read to us? Oh, sure. Oh, I don't know where you want me to go. I'm going to start from the beginning and make life easy here. Um, 
You can start anywhere you want. You can give us a little bit of a backstory if you want to, but you don't have to. We talked about the book. So I can start a little bit at the backstory. Um, <clears throat> so uh, August 16th, or 1692, um, Abigail Black, innocent woman, walked the same path. Oh, innocent women walked the same path that I am, being ushered down the eerie road of thinning trees and fleeing animals. Many more would be dragged to their fatal moments in life while I refused to give them the satisfaction of pleading for mine. My innocence had been judged by the weak, leaving me with no other choice than to obey or die a weeping mess. There was nothing more that I could confess without losing a little dignity and self-respect that I had left. My independence threatened the men of the colony, and they blindly cast me aside as quickly as someone grew jealous. My mother and father couldn't protect me, and the man that I agreed to marry cast his eyes on a younger and weaker version as my hands were bound with rope. Uh, with the blood of Eve and the beauty of Lucifer, the colonists have spoken and find you guilty. Uh, betrayal wrapped its arms around me, constricting my will to fight for life, and I deserved that life and that I, that I had been born into. With every pass of the rope against my alternating wrists, I fight the need to react. They want proof that I was bewitched causing anxiety to rip through an entire civilization while they fear their evolving future. The faults of your kind must be put to an end and before the curse is awakened within others. Do you have anything to say for yourself? I was not like the others that were accused. I was young, beautiful, and a threat to the lustful natures of men. Puritan's value, Puritan values slowly reminded me that there was nothing I could do to change their minds. Having been judged by the state, I was facing a five-minute future. And, that was, and I was forced to accept it without causing conflict within society. Like a snake constricting around its prey, I welcomed the end of the life that I found to be a waste. I, have, I, ha, I did have one last thing to say to my accusers and their sheep. The attack on the devil within will prove to be your greatest failure. Your false beliefs will haunt your conscience while, I, while you follow me to hell. The guards raced to my feet to silence my threat to their hierarchy. A tall man draped the black sign... Er, it draped in black signed both of our fates with a simple statement meant to inflict anger within me no one will remember you no one will notice that you're gone and your name will never again be spoken return to the devil as to which you were born what he didn't know was that i had moved past forgiveness and anger i would return for the ashes and vindicate my innocence with a quick release of the boards beneath my feet the last thing i hear is a loud crack Darkness welcomes me as I embrace the choice that I made with fire in my eyes and revenge having already condemned my soul. Salem had created a demon. My name is Abigail and I will return. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Can you announce the details of your book giveaway, Virginia? Well, um, yeah, it looks like um, what they've decided or we've decided to do. Um, Janneke, of course, is my PA and she's amazing and uh, arranged a whole bunch of fun stuff but what we've agreed to and what we'd love to do is for the first um person to email um either anytime author promotions at gmail.com um or through the website which is anytime author promotions.com we will um send a signed copy of both um the blood of abigail and always never being they follow the same storyline so you'll get both books um for being that willing participant to be brave enough to email us. Excellent. And before we do our parting shots, I would like to thank our main sponsor, Doc Shavent. And Virginia, give us your parting shots. What do you want to leave our listeners with? Your last thoughts, goodbyes. I would say in, you know, in the, in the words of Abigail, 
um, you know, really think twice about how you treat people because in the end, things are not going to be the way that you think they are. And although today your emotions tell you one thing, tomorrow they're going to mean something else. Um, that would be the biggest thing. It's just, you know, act, act accordingly, treat people as people and understand that although your anger says one thing, um, everything is going to have a different outcome. So, yes, there you go. And my parting shots are buy indie, read indie, and write indie. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. See you around at our events. Thank you for listening. Bye.